Hey guys, Editor Steve here, just dropping in real quick before this episode starts to let you know that I will be releasing part two over the weekend, and then I have my short Possessor review, which I've just been sitting on and that needs to be released. I will also be releasing a new episode for what's coming to streaming services um, in March, as well as an update on what to expect in the coming months from my channel. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey there dudes and dudettes, and welcome to Extreme Movie Reviews, where the takes are as extreme as literally any product you could have bought in the 90s. It's totally time to set your Tamagotchis down, pick up your pogs off of the floor, sit back, and relax for a radical time with your host. It's Steve, and I came through on my non-promise to also review Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I was going to do one quick overview, but when I got to writing my notes while watching the movie, I found that I felt I had a lot more to talk about than Mortal Kombat 1 even. So at this point, I'm guessing I'll probably split my review up into two parts for this movie as well. When I was younger, I ran you know, semi-regularly for exercise, and like I was in track. And once upon a time, I saved up for a super awesome Discman, which was extra bulky and it had like this clamp to keep it shut to protect the CD and around the same time I bought one of the few CDs that I've ever actually purchased in my life and that was Mortal Kombat Annihilation's uh, like music track that they released which was pretty much awesome and I played it throughout a lot of I mean I don't know for several years when I would exercise or uh, even if you, know, you had a generally rough day like um it was great pump-up music, but it also had this real metal edge to it that uh, the Mortal Kombat 1 sound did not really have. Kind of a certain grit to it that bands like Ramstein, Ramstein, uh, only them can really, you know, bring to a soundtrack. Bring to the table. And that was my first and best experience with this movie, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I should also mention that approximately two years ago, I bought a four-disc set with these movies and two others in it for my collection, Mortal Kombat 1 and 2. And it had been a long time, so I watched them both, and this was only about two years ago. So coming into doing my reviews right now on these two movies, I was not exactly pumped to be revisiting them already. I didn't really enjoy either of them a whole lot upon revisiting them. And so I will just mention that this viewing experience of both movies has probably been the most that I've disliked Mortal Kombat 1 and the most that I have liked Mortal Kombat 2. That said, they both have a spot in my heart, but I think I'll be okay if these two movies kind of sit and collect dust on my shelves for another 10 years before I revisit them ever again. So, like, do you recommend the movie? Mortal Kombat Annihilation was released to theaters a mere two years after Mortal Kombat 1, in 1997. It's clear from the film that the studio realized who their target audience was. They were not going to go more brutal like the die-hard Mortal Kombat gamer fans had hoped for. And since Mortal Kombat 1 didn't meet the audience's demands, they determined that they would neuter the realism and just kind of go full-on cartoony violence kids action film, essentially. 
Speaking of the target audience, this movie is rated PG-13 from commonsensemedia.com. Parents think kids should be over 14 years old of age to see it, and kids said over 10 years of old, which I think is the same as Mortal Kombat 1, um, as an appropriate like age for viewing. Where this movie made itself more attractive to kids through having like more cartoonish violence, it decided to exploit the female anatomy visually, as well as through several of the lines in the dialogue, uh, mostly coming from the character Jax. There's no explicit sex scenes or anything like that, but, well, I think I will be covering a little bit more on that through my walkthrough. You'll kind of get the gist. And so, if you're trying to determine whether or not to introduce this movie to your kid, keep listening if that's not enough information. <laughs> Annihilation has a runtime of one hour and 35 minutes, although I might um, argue that my disc was longer. I thought it was like an hour 42. Who knows? Regardless, the movie feels longer than that, and I'm not saying that as a good thing or a bad thing. Annihilation had a budget of $30 million. You can compare that to the $18 million budget of Mortal Kombat 1, and it's clear which one of these two made a better use of their funds. I'd give a plot synopsis, but that, well, if you put aside all the random story threads, the synopsis is the Outworld is attempting to take over the Earthrealm and a battle to save the world ensues, so not all that different than the first one. Do I recommend the movie? Mm, yes. If you like bad movies that are so bad they're good, this is a contender to be included in that grouping of movies. I'm not a huge so bad it's good person, so I don't know if I'm a person to really determine if this movie fits into that uh, group or not. Also, if you like to put on a movie with a few friends and then, you know, just kind of rip it to shreds together, this is a good movie for that. So, in those circumstances, you know, yeah, sure. Did you like the movie when you were younger and you were thinking of revisiting the movie? Well, you could just live vicariously through me and come along for the uh, journey and the walkthrough. Or you could wait until it's available on a streaming service, but I would not recommend that you spend any kind of money for the pleasure of watching this movie. Uh, hopefully you'll see it again someday, but if you don't, no tears should be shed. Before we go into the online ratings and reviews of this movie, I have a few excess thoughts of mind, notes that I wrote down, and um, yeah, here we go. The villain, Shao Kahn, sucks. And that is very unfortunate because he could have been such a cool villain. Next note, there are several stereotypes in this movie that probably wouldn't make it into the movie if it were made today. Um, it's not a big deal, but... That's probably a true. Next note. I did mention this, but the movie is exploitive in nature. Exploitative in nature. And it's not done like to an over-the-top manner, but I do think that the director was happy to get some free eye candy in while making this movie. Liu Kang has the same motivations as the first movie, uh, so it's really just... Kind of a very similar storyline for him. Like his character arc is the same. Uh, which is lame. Where our characters are throughout the entirety of this movie is very confusing. Beyond the fact that characters are always showing up in just like 
places. Um, we don't know why or how they got there or even where there is. And that's a problem. What we do know about the locations is not, I'm, we don't know really anything. It's hard to follow. <laughs> uh, they move places. There are too many characters in this movie. In the review I did for Mortal Kombat 1, I kind of did like a bit of a character count. I didn't draw much attention to it or announce it that I was doing it, but um, I did that just to draw attention to the fact that there were quite a few characters in that movie. However, I don't think it ended up being a complaint because they still kind of narrowed the focus of the movie in and did a good job of introducing people without spending too much time on their introductions. <sighs> well... I thought maybe there were too many in that movie, but there are for sure too many in this movie. So many that I don't know how to count that high. So I didn't bother counting. Finally, the only thing that you may quote unquote need to remember when seeing the new Mortal Kombat 2021 movie seems to be that the tattoo dragon thing is a passport between realms. And it is also the family crest of Shao Kahn and Raiden's, um... And also that that family crest passport thing can easily be replicated, so you know don't trust it if that is actually a part of MK3, I guess. So all in all, I give this movie two out of five stars. I'll let everything that I have to say in this episode be the reasoning behind that. Um, you'll get the idea. What do you think the ratings look like? To begin with, um, we're going to look at three different ratings from the interwebs. Rotten Tomatoes has a critic score and an audience score. I'll be taking a guess at each and we'll look at what they actually are. So what that means is how many people gave it a thumbs up. How many people like the movie is what that score shows. And then there's an IMDb score, which is really on a scale of 1 to 10. How much did somebody like a movie? So Rotten Tomatoes critic score. My guess for that was that 11% of the critics gave this movie a thumbs up. They said it's worth your time. The actual critic score is 2%. Yikes. Let's look at the Rotten Tomatoes audience score now, where I took a guess at 17%. Um, it's got to be under a quarter, I figure. And, you know, critic score is pretty low. <laughs> uh, the actual audience score is, however, 25%. So uh, higher than I thought definitely higher than my ceiling was as far as my guess what I want. Now it's time to look at the IMDb rating where I'm guessing 3.6. I feel like really really low scores are hard to come by on IMDb similar to super high ratings too like I think you find that a lot of movies tend to fall between like a six and seven and a half and once they're outside of those ranges there's something special about them. And uh, I think there is something special about this movie. So I am—I think I'm guessing pretty low at a 3.6. And the actual IMDb rating is currently sitting at a 3.7. Um, I want to say right up. Yeah, the last one, Mortal Kombat, didn't I guess that within 0.12? Getting these movies on the IMDb scores. Uh, just taking a little bit closer look at the data on that. Over 75% of the audience gave this movie a 5 or less. I think that's got to be the highest that of any movie I've done to date. Uh, and over 17% of all the ratings gave it a 1%, or gave it a 1 out of 10. So, um, and that was the most single vote. So it tells you how much some people don't like this movie. 
let's recap those scores. Rotten Tomatoes critic score is currently sitting at a 2% approval rating. The audience score, however, has given it a 25% approval rating. And the INDB score for Mortal Kombat Annihilation is currently sitting at a 3.7 out of 10. Why don't we look at how many people actually... So 43 uh, total critics on Rotten Tomatoes, over 50,000 ratings for audience scores from Rotten Tomatoes, and then IMDb had nearly 50,000 ratings for IMDb. What does all that mean? This is not a good movie. In fact, it's a bad movie, regardless of facts. However, if you simply sit back and enjoy it for what it is, you might enjoy what it is. Let's look at some online reviews now. Do you think the fans and the critics gave it some props reviews or what? Per the huge. Let's start with critics reviews. Uh, from John Prat- Pratakis of the Chicago Tribune, with a score of 1 out of 4, he said, The sequel to 1995's highly successful Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, adds little to the development of the saga except for a truckload of martial arts sequences and a whole mess of bigger and louder sound effects. And John Woolley of Tulsa World, with a score of 1.5 out of 4, said, The script, by five writers, is a melange of role-playing games, biblical references, mythology, and martial arts, and other movie cliches. It's predictable when it's not impenetrable. Um, To be sure, I'm not sure if it's a typo or if... I don't know what the word melange is, and I'm not looking at it up. Um, as of the time I found this review, I'm 99% done with my review, and I would just like to mention that this is the first that I've seen that there were five script writers, and that, that makes sense with a few of the comments that I will make later, so, um, that is why I included that review. And let's read the only positive review from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, from John Nycombe of Lawrence Journal World who gave it a score of 3 out of 5, and he said, A guilty pleasure more entertaining than the original. Will I go so far as to agree with this statement? To be honest, I think I will come within, like, a word away of agreeing with that statement. Like, as far as entertainment value goes, these two Mortal Kombat movies that exist so far are very close for me and it's not as simple as saying that this movie is so bad that it's fun to watch it's fast-paced and there's a lot that is always happening and so that just gives this movie like that popcorn flick vibe that is missing from mortal kombat 1 and as mortal kombat 1's already poor graphics have deteriorated more i don't know i'm i find them to be both not great movies Let's look at some audience reviews from Bradley D, who gave it a 5 out of 5 stars, and he stated, Awesome sequel to the original. Better, in my opinion. Storytelling and acting are much better along with the special effects. 
Definitely a must-watch for any MK fan. I'm not going to say that I agree with Bradley, but I will say that I am much closer to agreement with Bradley as a lot of the other reviews that I've seen. Mostly because I think Mortal Kombat 1 gets a free pass on some of its own issues. Um, Not so much because I think that this movie does a great job with those things, with the special effects and the storytelling and the acting like he points out. Um, Let's move on to Mark C, who gave it 2 out of 5 stars and said, Really wanted the sequel to work. Still, to this day, it is hard to get through. The first wasn't great, but at least it was watchable. For some, this movie is 100% going to be unwatchable. But for others, like William B., who gave it 4 out of 5 stars and said, So bad it's great. This is a horrible film. Well, there you go, folks. It's time for some totally tubular facts. After years and years of New Line Cinema toying with bringing in MK3 to theaters, They were getting close when Hurricane Katrina destroyed the set and ruined that production. It's obviously never happened, but finally, we've got a new Mortal Kombat Kombat movie coming, and I sure hope that they do it justice. I will see you guys in part two of this review. As always, thank you for listening, and don't forget that you can reach me on social media. I'm on Twitter under at Extreme Movie. And if you would like to donate to help to improve the show and keep me up and running, let me know. Thanks again. And FYI, I will be doing a quick review on the new Mortal Kombat movie as soon as possible once it's released onto HBO Max.